Wake up, Jenny. It's time to go. I'm coming. I'm coming. Do you have my coffee? Yeah, it's right here. Let's go. Okay. All right. I'm ready. <clears throat> Good morning. Wake up with Jenny and Jay. Good morning. I'm Jenny. I'm Jay, and this is Wake Up with Jenny and Jay. Thank you all for tuning in, whether you're listening on podcasts or just watching us live on YouTube. We appreciate all the viewing. Jenny, how was your weekend, if I may ask? Hey, Jay, wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning. Yeah, I got to. <laughs> Me too, my friend. Me too. <laughs> it was a hectic weekend. Oh, the weekend was busy. The weekend was busy. Mm. Uh, a lot of work to do and, you know... Mm -hmm. The weather has been crazy. It's been up and oh, tell me about snowing, it. not snowing, melting, not melting. Just, you know, a general pain in the budinski, but Right. Yeah. But what you drinking this morning? I have uh, unconventional uh, water this morning in a glass. Mug. Oh, my gosh. Right. What? It's high quality H2O, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you beat me to it. I almost, I almost used that joke. But um, no, that's that's. That's fun. I don't think I've ever seen you drink water. Wow. It was always coffee or tea. That is a lie. That is a lie. I drink water for completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm to, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but to answer your question, I am drinking dandelion tea this morning out of one of my favorite mugs that my father-in-law always tries to steal from me. So, yeah. Oh, very nice. Breaking out the SDL early in the morning. I like it. I know. Hey, man. Hey, like you said, today has been a very interesting morning. It has been a very interesting weekend, very interesting oh. morning. So I needed my Scooby-Doo laugh. Yes. Some may even refer to it as a shite show. <laughs> shite show. <laughs> yes. It's and the dandelion tea, I love that. The dandelion tea. Don't mind the ambulance in the background. Someone's just dying, but they'll get over it. Um, right? Yeah, walk it off. <laughs> the dandelion. Yeah, walk it off. If you're dying, walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, dandelion tea isn't my favorite, but I like it. Um, it has um, supposedly some really good properties and nutrients in it, so I drink it every so often. It it does. It's high in iron, a natural iron. So for anybody who's um, iron deficient, needs a little bit of boost, some energy, it's a great way yeah. to get your iron without um, having all the side effects from a supplemental iron. Uh, mm -hmm. Dandelion is also excellent for cleansing the system and it's also um, a natural diuretic too. So it gets rid of all that excess water weight. So if you have a cup of dandelion tea before bed, you wake up like Kate Moss. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't know if I want to wake up like Kate Moss. Uh, might be happy waking up next to Kate Moss, but I don't know okay. if I want to wake up like Kate Moss. Just Good saying. Morning. <laughs> Happily married, happily married though. Happily, happily married. married, happily married. Well, so let's get um let's get to it, shall we? Um, of course, yeah. Yeah. So we got it. We have a full show today, my friends. We have a jam-packed show for you. Go through a little bit of stuff here. We are going to uh, we're going to touch a little bit on COVID. Going to talk about COVID for a bit. <clears throat> we are going to discuss uh, the new documentary out. I don't know if many people have seen it yet. But on Framing Britney, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah. Man, I have to tell you, I'm excited to talk about this with you because I watched a documentary on you. There's a bunch of different places you can view it, but I watched it on YouTube and holy Hannah Banana, um, what this girl has been through, <laughs> I'm telling you. So anyways, yeah. we're going to talk about mm -hmm. that. 
We're going to talk about any other interesting stories we've got today. We are going to do a song challenge. I'm going to pick three songs um, for you to sing in any register of my choosing, and you will do the same mm. for me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll see how far our musical careers get as a result of this. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced like a, a door slamming in your like in your face but i, I mean i have right. and uh, i'm thinking that's how this might may, may go for me i'm thinking don't quit my day job but um we will also do our three question draw right <laughs> <laughs> i will ask you three questions that i have not yet heard you have not yet heard and you will ask me three questions that i have not yeah. yet heard in an effort to explore mm -hmm. our friendship and get to know each other better or Absolutely. quite frankly just to get a giggle. <laughs> always, always. And I hear a rumor that you have a tip of the day, my friend. I do, I do. I, I scather, scavenge through the internet mm -hmm. to find the best tip of the day. And mm -hmm. I felt kind of some way because mm -hmm. a lot of my friends happened to be single and not with partners. Oh. And Valentine's Day had just went on, just past Sunday. And mm -hmm. here in America, I think in other places, celebrate different type of things but i think valentine's day is a universal global kind of thing yeah ours so is the following day in canada we always are like one day behind yeah <laughs> even though i feel there are a lot of better things in canada <laughs> but i won't go there um i'm joking i felt like it was a, <laughs> i feel like um my tip of the day needed to center around valentine's day so i found a good tip that i think will Great. help out everybody oh lovely per Perfect. Yes. So let's yes. get right to it. Britney Spears. Now, yes. I know I sent you a link for mm -hmm. the uh, the YouTube version that I was watching, but you right. had mentioned that it's also available on uh, Hulu, you said, and yes. some other places. Yeah. So, so yeah, here in the States, hmm. apparently, like a lot of people are watching it on Hulu, but if you don't have Hulu like me, it's the doc, the full documentary is on YouTube. You have the search. Now I'm not a fan of pirating and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but if I come across something and it's there, then yeah, I might possibly watch it. So right. I needed to watch this so we can talk about it. Can you open it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but you had mentioned, you had mentioned it to me that you wanted to watch it and talk about it on the show. So I was like, you know, let me see if I can find it somewhere. And I found it. And it is a very interesting documentary. And we both have our thoughts about it. We haven't discussed previously what our thoughts are. Uh, we just we both not. watched it. Yep. And it's something that a lot of people are talking about. So we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. Um, so let me first say that... Uh, this sort of centers around sort of um, a conversation of, you know, child actors and child performers. And, and while I, I don't um, know the depth and breadth of those cases and each one is individual, <clears throat> I want to say that I feel like it is a little bit better now, but I see the, such a strong contrast of how mm. children were not protected in this industry. Mm hmm um as child performers and and when i talk about before i'm talking about sort of the 80s and the 90s um i don't think the regulations were sort of set in place to protect children and their rights 
so much so as they are now. Uh, and uh, would you kind of agree with that? I feel like it's a little bit better now. I mean, I, I assume that it's not perfect, nothing is, but I, I would think that it, it is a little bit better now. That's like getting that feeling. I would agree that, yes, I feel that it is better. Is it as best as it should be? Of course not. And it's not perfect, as you said, but I think it is a little bit better. And the whole time I was watching this, I kept thinking about Shirley Temple mm -hmm. and she was a very famous child star, if not one of the first or the most famous. And I don't ever remember them having articles about her body shape, people saying weird things. I mean, I'm sure behind closed doors, things probably went on, but I don't remember the sexualization of Shirley Temple. You, you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I, I think probably in that time too, you know, you kind of didn't really discuss things like that. I think the most controversial comments probably in that era were, you know, with relation to Marilyn Monroe and her right. voluptuous figure. You mm -hmm. know, I think that right. was, I think that alone was a risque comment. But the mm -hmm. documentary on Britney Spears um, surrounds her relationship with her father mostly. And mm -hmm and in direct relation to her conservatorship. Um, now her father has been a conservator over her, which basically is a, le a binding legal um, document that gives her father full rights and access and control mm -hmm. essentially of her as a person, inclusive of all her money and business endeavors. So when we talk about conservatorship and we look at it from a perspective of a, a child star and I'm talking about someone who's you know eight nine ten <clears throat> twelve mm -hmm. you know below the age of 18 I I can see in theory on paper how something like that might be useful in order to properly and appropriately manage a child's finances and goings on. Because there's absolutely no way, even with a manager and everything like that involved and you know, banks and you know, um, fund managers and things like that, there, there's no way that you can expect a child to know how to handle thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. It's just, it, it's just ludicrous to be able to think that a child knows what to do with a million dollars, especially Absolutely. when you're, yeah, especially when you're, 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 you're making the kind of money that Britney Spears was making or is making. Mm -hmm. um, and I, but I think what, what I found extremely disturbing with the conservatorship was that it's still in place today. And we're talking about a 40 year old woman mm -hmm. who is of sound mind, who is able to work on a consistent basis, who has two children of her own, um, who is able to sign business contracts and to make business deals. And the mm -hmm. argument that's put in place is that she doesn't have the mental capacity or wherewithal to be able to take care of herself and her money. And that's just not something that I found to be evident in watching this documentary. What do you, mm -hmm. what do you think about that? I think you bring up a good point because during the during the time I was watching the video, I had my skeptical 
glasses on, right? <laughs> because sure. fr from the moment they, the video began, they pegged the father as the villain for the moment. And whether he is or not, like, I don't know him personally. I have no clue. Uh, I think a lot of pe people out there would agree that you ever, you rarely ever heard Jamie Spears as the, as the, as the um, father being talked about, right? Because he's right. rarely ever mentioned, and they even bring that up in the documentary that he wasn't around a lot, right? Right. And to your point, there is this whole line that they're trying to walk. Is Brittany sane enough to control her own life? Because the documentary makes a good case that early on in Britney's career, she was in charge of everything. Nothing got past her without her say so. Like you heard this time and time again from multiple different people in the documentary, but then later on in it, they're saying how she has this core group of people that are controlling her life, particularly her father under this conservatorship, right? Right. And I just, I just tend to wonder, this family has been a very secretive family from the beginning. And even, I can even remember back in the 90s, where one of their big things was like, oh, they don't really, they're not in Hollywood much. They stay to their ranch or farm or whatever they had, mm -hmm. and they just keep to themselves, right? And even mm -hmm. to this day, they don't talk about it because even in the um, documentary, they show that, or excuse me, they say that the family doesn't go on record of saying anything. And we're not talking about just Brittany or Jamie. We're talking about her mother, her sister, her right. brother, anyone who's really mm -hmm. close to the family doesn't speak out in any way about the family. And mm -hmm. I found that really interesting. And I tend to wonder how sane is Brittany at this point? Cause even watching it, like in the in, in a lot of the interviews, Brittany will wear eyeliner mm. all the way around her eye in almost every interview. And I never really noticed that before until I watched this documentary, but every image that you see of Brittany nowadays, she has that dark eyelined, around her eyes for some reason. I don't know, fashion choice maybe, but I bring that up because there's an interview that she has with Matt Lauer. And in the interview, he doesn't question her sanity, but he's asking her about like an incident that she had with her son of like having him on her lab while she was trying to car, drive away right? yeah, yeah, from paparazzi. Yeah. And if you look at Britney's actions and how she's dressed and the makeup on her face, her hair, she doesn't come across as a mentally stable person. And I'm not trying to use that as a case against did you think, her. Did you find that? Say again? You, you, did you find that though? Was that really your impression of that? Yeah. A little bit. And, I, and I'm not saying, here's, here's the weird thing. Like, I think yeah. there really was probably a place mm -hmm. or time that this conservatorship was needed. Is it necessary now? It's hard to say because Brittany hasn't come out to say anything. Well, and the yeah. question is, is she, is she able to? And I think that's a part of the problem. Exactly. And I think that's part of the control, right? I think that's part mm -hmm. of the control. And that's one of the things that they featured in the documentary was that, you know, if certain things were said, there was a quickly a team of lawyers and team of PR people who would make those statements and stories disappear and create a whole new fabricated story. So is there, does she really have freedom of speech? And, uh, you know, I, I, I saw, I, I saw the interview with Matt Lauer that you're talking about, and I believe the mm -hmm. context around that was from her point of view, from what she had said, was mm -hmm. that she was 
at Starbucks and she went to go get mm-hmm. Starbucks and she had her child right. in the car and the child was in the back mm-hmm. of the car and pa- paparazzi right. were coming up to her car. She, keep in mind, she has no security around her. Mm-hmm. She has no, no, but no help, no protection, no nothing. She, mm-hmm. she got in her vehicle in her own personal vehicle to drive. Yeah. She obviously drove mm-hmm. there. So that's a data point. Right. Um, you know, and paparazzi were just hounding her and banging mm-hmm. on her windows and banging on her doors. And what I interpreted from what was said there, and I, I may have misinterpreted it, but what I think that she said was that she was so afraid that she grabbed her child mm-hmm. and held him on her lap so that she could get out of that parking lot area. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I have to tell you, Jay, I mean, you know, and keep in mind that this is a this is a simple Southern girl, you know, backwoods. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, I like if we think about back in the day, like I, I would ride in my grandparents' car on the center mm-hmm. console <laughs> with no seatbelt, <laughs> like right? to daycare. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So, like, I'm so, not saying it, I'm not saying I'm not condoning it, and I'm not saying right. it's right or it's safe. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think as a if I if I was a mother of a child, I would think that if I have my child in the back seat behind mm-hmm. me without easy, easy access, if I right. had the child in the back of my car without, um, you know, any protection around me or any security, and I had mm-hmm. people banging on my car doors and banging on my window and not being mm-hmm. able to move through because there's not being able to drive through because there's so many paparazzi in the way, my first mm. fear, my first fear as a, as a mom would be, I'd be afraid someone would open my door and try to take my kid. Like, and and I would I would assume in that moment that would seem very, very scary. And I probably would do the exact same thing. I would probably grab my kid, hold them on my lap and get the heck out of there. And then, you know, put them in their safety harness, whatever. Oh, abs- absolutely. So let me clarify for a second because my critique isn't her actions with her child because mm. I know there has been times where I've almost punched multiple people mm. for their behavior towards my children. And that's coming from a father. So yeah. my critique of Brittany wasn't her behavior with her child. It okay. was in the context of with Matt Lauer, her behavior in the interview. It wasn't what she did with her kid because again, in that situation, yeah, yeah. I can't say what I do, but my instinct would be to get my children to safety. Absolutely. Yeah. In the interview with Matt Lauer, to me, she looked very disheveled. And Mm. the way she presented herself Mm. wasn't one who was in control, if that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I probably would argue too that if, I mean, you know, she's, again, she's 40 years old now. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, as a human being not being able to Mm -hmm. have the right to have control over your own life and your own money and your own decisions. I mean, they even detail the fact that she's not allowed to have her own cell phone. She has to use her dad's cell phone or her boyfriend's cell phone to make a call Mm -hmm. to be that closely monitored. I mean, that would drive anybody nuts. And I, and I, and I, from a professional point of view, I have to say there are times that she looks like she has been heavily medicated. Oh, I believe this. I believe that is definitely a possibility. Um, I don't again, know like, that that was her choice. 
Right. Um, this this reminds me of Marilyn Monroe in a lot of instances mm. at the end of her career or before her untimely death of, of killing herself. Um, but I remember like, I used to be a really big fan of Marilyn Monroe. I used to like watch documentaries and all this stuff. And one of those ongoing threads is kind of what you were just saying about Britney is that a lot of instances, she didn't feel like she was in control. She mm -hmm. had to be what everybody else wanted her to be and she couldn't just be her. And at that point in her life, she didn't even know who she was. Yeah. And I tend to wonder, is that what is that what is going on with Britney currently? Yeah, I think, you, you know, it's a good point. And I think, you know, you, you never really do know. Mm -hmm. um, all that I all that I know from what I watched is that I saw a very clear representation of a, a highly toxic, highly abusive situation that was very poorly mm -hmm. and is very poorly managed when it comes to mm -hmm. this individual, when it comes to Britney Spears and her having access and availability mm -hmm. to her own life. And I think, you know, she, I, I've, I've watched uh, many interviews with her and I, she, I will say she's not the, she's not the most well-spoken individual. She's very simple. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. a very simple approach. She, I mean, I wouldn't expect to see her, you know, in a scholastic interview. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, but that's not to say that she is not of sound mind and sound judgment. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, yeah. I think, I think her team and her team of people, I, I find look, look and seem and appear to be extremely questionable with their intentions. Agreed. Um, they're and all making money off of her in some facet. Um, and I think that, I think it's, I think they're hard pressed to argue that she's not sound of sound mind to be able to buy herself a Starbucks without permission, but she is sound enough to, to, uh, collaborate and, and design an entire Las Vegas show and sign a contract and have two children that she cares for like it's just you can't like I always say you can't sit on two fences with one ass you know like you can't you can't argue <laughs> you can't you can't <laughs> I like that you can't uh, argue uh, that she's not sound of mind in one aspect mm -hmm. of her life but not in the other it just doesn't match up oh absolutely um I, I agree and this might be because of my acting and performing background mm -hmm. A lot of people think getting on stage and being a singer is easy work, and it's not. There, it takes a lot of intelligence to be able to hit your notes right, to hit your mark right, to do all that stuff that just because you think it looks easy, that took years of dedication and work. Regardless of how talented you are, it took work. Mm -hmm. And Britney is one of those people who, now granted, like we've had a show before, I've made my jokes about Britney. I've never been a true Britney fan, but I'll give credit where credit is due. You don't get that high up without putting in the work and being smart. That's just like Jessica Simpson. A lot of people like to joke how dumb she is, but this woman has built a billion dollar empire. She is rolling in dough. You know what I'm saying? That's She's not stupid. And Brittany is exactly the same way. And just like you, I found it very interesting in this documentary how they're trying to say Brittany is this, Brittany is that, and she's not capable of managing her life. Mm. But you're going to sit here and tell me she is capable to get on stage and work out the choreography and to tour and like that stuff takes work. That is not easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does. So. Like 
it's she I, seems to be very sound of mind to be making money for everybody else and people seem to right. be really willing to take it and i think and, it, that's and that a clear sign of financial abuse that's that's the thing also i found funny too is that in situations like this you have a lot of people getting that money from Britney, whether they're her allies or not, they're all making money off of Britney. Mm -hmm. And I tend to wonder where were their, like um, in the documentary, uh, what is it, Fee? Like is her original manager that by her own words, for some reason, she didn't know why they transitioned her job. She stopped right. handling Britney in her words. And she went to go do something else of being a floor manager of the stadium. And where was her mother? Her mother was really heavily in, in her career and in the early stages what happened to all these people that were around her that were her center and now it's just not and i tend to wonder are we getting the whole picture and i think that's a question that was even asked in the documentary mm. what else are we not seeing because there is there's clearly something else there that we we're not getting a piece of i i think i know at the end of the documentary one of the quotes from her mother was that she must <laughs> bless you um, she, sorry. Um, she, oh, swear to God, the last wow. Sorry. Exercise the demons, Woo! but um, but her mother, <laughs> <laughs> her her mother wanted her mother wants to just have a say in her her daughter's medical sure choices, right? And that really stuck out to me because if her like it, I don't know, because like me and my wife our team and there is no decisions or no major decisions about my children's life right. that i and or my wife are not a part of right right so it's very odd to me that her mother as a married couple to, right would be able yeah. to say that and I, I i don't know like every household is different everybody's relationships are different but at what point do you if if it is truly abuse and if it truly is something that Jamie Spears is doing, at what point does the rest of the family say, you know, this is my sister, this is my daughter? Why are you like you know what I'm saying? Like, at what yeah. point does that click? Yeah, and I think I think that that speaks volumes uh, in terms of a, a mother uh, defending her daughter, and I think mm -hmm. there was there's probably was a place in time where she should have had more say an input into her finances when she right. was a child. I think it's hard. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to sort of bring up that argument now as as, right. as a point to stand on because of Brittany's age. I mean, mm -hmm. again, she's a 40 year old woman. And I do want to make mention to it, it did show in the in the documentary that and this may be a reason why Brittany's mom, uh, Lynn was her name, I think Lynn. Yes. Yeah. Um, was Lynn, yeah. took, took more of a back seat uh, and maybe she was suppressed as well. I don't know, but it does clearly say, say, state, sorry, in the documentary that her father, Jamie, uh, has a very bad, suffers with a very bad battle of um, alcoholism. He's, mm -hmm. uh, he's an extreme alcoholic, a very violent yeah. person. Um, and um, there's many instances of of domestic abuse between the mm. father and mother. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, when you're dealing with somebody like that, especially when alcohol is involved, mm -hmm. you know, when you start adding substances and manipulation and control and, and then you, anytime there's a lot of money involved, you know, the mm -hmm. mix of all of those things right. tend not to be positive if you're around people who are 
deceitful and don't have the best intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I just, I think that that's probably maybe one of the reasons why, again, there's that control piece with her mom and things like that. Um, no, I, sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I, I think you're right because I don't want to be insensitive to anyone out there in an abusive situation because I get that a lot of times in this situation, it's easy for everyone else on the outside of the situation to say what people should do, right? Right. It just always seems, I don't know the right word to say, but it always seems very odd to me that when you're close to people, how do you not help them? Or how do you not stand up for them? Because I've never been in a situation where I saw my mother get abused but my mother has told me instances where she's been abused. And I, even as her son, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could ever stand back and let someone abuse my mother, regardless of who it is, you, you know? And even as a kid, it was the same way. And even my, I have five sisters, right? Mm-hmm. And like- Six, hello. Gr- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> Shafted again. Okay. Wow, that is not what I meant. But all of my sisters, including my ones from from another Mister, <laughs> I couldn't. I could not be in a situation where I saw them being abused in any kind of situation and not yeah. voicing my opinion and not saying. But you something. have the strength, though. You have the strength and the courage. And, and maybe that's it. And 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 I think and not to to not. And, please, and if you don't nobody get offended by this please mm-hmm. this is not meant to be taken with offense don't write me don't email don't add us but i think it's easier i think it's easier for a man to stand up to an abusive situation than it is a woman sometimes i'm not saying that you can't i'm not saying that that mm. that it's not but i think i think there's a lot the intimidation plays a huge role and I think I think a, I think a man is less fearful and intimidated to stand up to someone in an abusive situation than a woman. I mean, I don't think a, I don't think a man has ever walked down the street and been afraid that they were going to be attacked by five women or but like I, there's a little bit of a, you know, maybe that's a different discussion for a different time. But I, I do think that, you know if her mom was in fact being abused uh-huh. and controlled right. by her father, mm-hmm. I would understand that, you know, feeling like you don't have much of a say in your child's life would somewhat apply. And I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying because I am a believer that there is a such thing as male privilege. To your point, I don't think, I take for granted that yes, in a dark alley, I could walk down this i could walk down a dark alley and chances are no one's going to mess with me because one i'm a 250 pound six foot tall black man most people are not going to mess with me however in certain situations it is easier i think for a woman to stand up than it is for a man because Mm. if i was if i like say if my wife was abusing me Mm. as a man it's going to be very hard for me to swallow my pride and say, you know what, my wife is abusing me. I need help, you, you know? And I think the reverse is the same for women because I think with women, and clearly I'm not a woman, this is just my opinion. 
I mean, as a third party, though, Jay. I mean, as a third party. Oh, as a as a third I mean, party. If you saw, if you saw someone being um, taken advantage of, I think mm-hmm. it's easier for you to step in and say something than mm. it is for for a woman. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, but I I wanted to touch it because I know we have other things to talk about in the show too. But I just mm-hmm. wanted to touch yeah. in a little bit about you know it ties in with that you know protection standard and. And one thing I did notice through the whole documentary is that nowhere mm-hmm. from start to finish did I, and celebrities, we all see celebrities across, you know, TV mm-hmm. movies, you know, even when they're out getting groceries, they all have right. some form of security around them. I had never seen at any point in that documentary, anybody, anybody around this young girl I saw no security no help Mm -hmm. no nothing she was out there Mm -hmm. on her own paparazzi attacking her I never saw anybody with her and this and what I found was the the kicker for me was watching an interview Mm -hmm. she had done with I don't know who the the guy was that was interviewing her but he was clearly I'm assuming a a man in his 40s or 50 years old 40s or 50s Mm -hmm. And he asked her, his question was, so now we're, and she was probably 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. He said, well, now we're going to talk about what everybody's talking about. And right, here yeah. this poor young girl has come on his mm-hmm. show to yeah. discuss her music, her mm-hmm. passion for what she does, her new seat, right. promote her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's probably thinking, I'm assuming, I don't know, but assuming it's going to be a question about her music. And he mm-hmm. said, let's talk about what everybody's talking about. And she said, okay. And he goes, do you know what that is? Like baiting her into this question. And mm-hmm. she was literally confused. Her face was like, no, what? And he said mm-hmm. to her, this, this grown man says to this child, mm-hmm. we have to talk about your breasts. Mm-hmm. I wanted to throw up. Mm-hmm. And nobody came in to help her. A publicist didn't come in and say, we're not answering that question. No, mm-hmm. no security came in and got her up and removed her from that interview. Mm-hmm. They left her stranded. Unco- and she, I thought, was very poised in her answer. And I right. don't know that at 17, if I was on TV and somebody asked me about my body, that I would mm-hmm. have been as poised as her in answering that question i thought that was completely out of line completely inappropriate so let me start off by saying his question was completely inappropriate let let me start there and let me also say again i have an acting background and i i did theater musical theater i i've been on stage i've been on broadway i've done plays shows movies tv i've been a whole bunch of stuff i've been around people that you have no clue Mm -hmm. or not just you but just the audience Mm -hmm. but the reason why I bring this up is because I've been privileged to have conversations with men and women in the industry working full time, doing their thing. And it's funny how the conversations are different on both sides. Now, as a man, I don't know what it feels like to have someone blindside me and talk about my body mm. or to tell me how pretty I am mm. or to tell me that do you think it's an issue with everyone thinking you're this way and then you come out being sexy? Like, like I ne- I've never had those issues, right? Mm-hmm. But 
as a man who's listened to multiple different women have these frustrations and these this anger inside of them because all they want to do is be who they came to be a musician an actor a talent whatever the case may be and then all of a sudden it gets thrown onto their body which first of all most women are or excuse me all women are genetically built they can't control how their body comes out until they decide or if they decide to take um some type of enhancements but they can't control their body. So any man out there who thinks it's a compliment to compliment a woman's body, as a man, let me tell you, you're wrong. <laughs> the second thing is, from that comment to early on when she was on Star Search, in the, when, it first, though, when the documentary first came on, mm-hmm. Ed McMahon said something to her about how, how pretty, I noticed last week how pretty your eyes were. Do you have a boyfriend? A oh. child. He asked a right. child that. Right, right. That's, and... how, that's my contention with the question. I think, I think in any industry, it, it's, it's, you, there is a, a modicum of expectation that at some point there will be a, a margin of question or well, comments to do with looks or attributes. Well, so my, my, contention, sorry, yeah. my contention is that this grown man mm-hmm. is asking this young child about her breasts. It's, disgusting it's wrong it's cringy Mm -hmm. and it was super inappropriate i don't think we'll ever be able to get rid of double standards because people on both sides want certain things they expect certain things and i get that but Mm -hmm. we have to come to a place where we understand that that little boy that was standing right beside her i'm sure egg mcmahon didn't ask him do you have a girlfriend Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, it was a child and it was deplorable. And I'm surprised no one really called Eggman man or said anything to him because it was unexcusable. But the fact of the matter is we start this off at a very young age. Mm. We, we're still at a point where people will say throw like a girl, which I'm so glad there are a lot of women out there who are taking the power back and like, yeah, throw like a girl because I could throw better than you. So I'm glad <laughs> there are people like that. Yeah. But we still have these double standards out there. And I think that is a big problem with a lot of different industries because we look at uh, so many different things that are just completely wrong. And I have, um, Jenny, you know, like we uh, we both have other shows that we're working on. And Mm -hmm. I have a series of questions that I ask every guest that come on my show. And none of my questions have to do anything with anybody's body type, sexual orientation, if they had sex, Mm. didn't have sex, if they're single, not single, like it's irrelevant. And questions like that, I wish we would get away from when we're doing interviews, because I can guarantee if you look, you pick any actor, any musician, any male musician, you go through their interviews I can guarantee you'll probably find one to 2%, if that, of mm-hmm. them being asked if they have a girlfriend or what's their sexual orientation, any of that stuff. But then you do the reverse to the women, and I guess I bet it would get flipped to 99% to 98% that that is one of the main questions they get asked. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I think, you, you know, people need to be judged on the character of their work, not how they look. And there's nothing wrong with giving right. someone a compliment. I'm of not course. I think it's very lovely if a, a, mm-hmm. a man is genuine and says, you look very nice today. Oh, or I, that's a very pretty dress. But when it, when it goes overboard and it's cringy and it's like, it's like 
it's saccharin, you know, it's like sugar. It's like mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Ed, Ed McMahon sounds like an egg McMuffin to me right now, but anywho, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Shall we move on? I don't think there's, you, you mentioned there was a, do we have time for your story? I know we're, we want to get to the three songs and the three questions. Do we have time? You had a um, story. Do you want to touch on that or? I'll, I'll, I'll keep it really brief, L- okay. really brief, <laughs> really brief. We're a brief so, around here. We're a bunch of brifers. <laughs> so a story that I found that like, there is this really big movement in the United States. I don't know if it's across the world, but in the United States, a lot of different um, universities and sports teams are changing their mascots because mm. regardless of decades of saying how racist some of these characters are or the names are, Sure. People people cling on to that love of legacy and all that lovely stuff. So in Indiana, they finally decided to retire one of their, or excuse me, their mascot mm-hmm. because it shared a name with a Ku Klux Klan newspaper. Oh. So I found this story very interesting because it shows that regardless of what's going on in the world, there is still strives to make us better and to progress. So I love this story and I just thought it was a really cool thing to share, so. Yeah, Yeah, well, in the sake of brevity, I will thank you for bringing that up. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think there's always opportunities for us to learn and grow. Um, I think there's parts of history that are just going to remain parts of history and we should um, just understand that they're always gonna be there. Um, But there's always, you know, a chance to learn and grow, so. Okay, Agreed. my friend, mm-hmm. let's segue from Britney Spears and get our music on. And I know, uh, right? <clears throat> we're going to try this out. Um, neither of us, well, I'll speak for myself, but <clears throat> our professional singers, Jay, you may, you may outdo me here, and I'm happy if you do so. <laughs> we're we're going to pick three songs, and, right. and we're going to pick a, a particular voice or register in which we want that person to sing the song in. So... <laughs> oh so so coffee or a any beverage of any sort i would suggest putting it down on a on a firm flat surface because you may either spit your beverage out or in we may induce vomiting i'm just saying i apologize Uh, in advance to our listeners for whatever comes out would you like to go first or shall i ask you uh well Ladies first. Let me let me ask you okay. and, and ladies first. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, okay. first song choice. Mm-hmm. Nobody's supposed to be here by Deborah Cox. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got you got the song. You know the song. Ooh, starting to sweat. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Here we All go. Right. Yep. So, I would like you to sing this as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh! Okay. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I, I only said Arnold because you like to joke all the time about how you have a man voice. So I was like, hmm, <laughs> let's see. I do. I do. I feel like I have a man voice in the morning. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Deborah Cox. Nobody's supposed to be here. Okay. Yep. Nobody. Nobody's supposed to be here. Get the chopper. <laughs> That random get the ad lib in the song. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, we need to put that on the vinyl. We need to sell that. That is gold. That is gold. That is gold. 
<laughs> oh my gosh oh bad okay so okay. clearly we're gonna go to number two <laughs> all right so i figured since since i did that one that, that was a little hard so uh -huh. we're gonna do happy birthday happy birthday song okay mm -hmm. but i would like you to do it as mini mouse oh bro <laughs> <laughs> okay. i don't even know what mini mouse sounds like what is just high pitched right i guess just high pitch yeah Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yo, it was sad though. I think that really could have been Minnie. <laughs> All right. And, and, the, and the final and the final one. Yeah. We're gonna go. <clears throat> Are you we're gonna go to a very famous singer, rest her soul, Whitney Houston. Don't make her turn over in a grave now. I will always make, I will always love you. I will always okay. love you. And now <laughs> I would love you to mm -hmm. do it in the voice of another famous singer, mm -hmm. Christina Aguilera. <laughs> no, I got this. I got you. I got this. Here we Maybe go. I shouldn't drink from that. Maybe I should wait from that. <laughs> and I will always. Love you, yeah. Thank you. Oh, 10 points for execution, but I give you a one. <laughs> I gotta run on those licks, bro. I gotta run on those licks. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Christina, she is not trying out for, um, What's the thing? Not X Factor. What was what was she on? The when the chairs turned. Oh. The um, yeah, wasn't it X Factor? No, I don't think. Uh, um, excuse me. How do you know? How, you don't know. You don't know, bro. You don't know. I'm not trying to. Don't be spreading lies like that. I, I'm that sorry, about like, that. Bad. That was like you know. I'm using the good mic now, so mm -hmm. just saying. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, mm -mm. I had a, I had a similar idea, so I'll just mm -hmm. do it for number one. So, <clears throat> the song that I have for you is Black Street Joy. Okay. okay. Uh oh. And I would like you to sing it in a Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did me dirty. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I got to stop laughing first. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah. I can't forget today. <laughs> she walked into my life. It was just that kind of thing. The soul died on time, time to look what you got for me. Oh, no, stop. stop. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay. Number oh, I need two. a tissue. Wow. Number two. Yes. Spiritual, this little light. You know oh, Jesus. You know yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, and I would like you to sing <laughs> this song, This Little Light, mm -hmm. in the voice of the great Pavarotti. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. 
boy get operatic up in there? <laughs> right. oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh. oh, Wayne Brady, help me. I'm going to need your strength. Channeling oh. oh, our Wayne mm. Brady home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Well, this little light of mine. Sorry, I could have kept going. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I get, re- I get, I, I really get into these characters. <laughs> that was so good. Okay, my, oh, final, man. my final song for you. This is the kicker. Okay. This is for the win. This is for the the car and the year supply of craft mm-hmm. dinner. All <clears throat> um, oh, right. <laughs> Tina Turner, Proud Mary. In mm-hmm. the voice of Elvis. All righty then. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how we're going to get through it. I don't know if we'll be hard afterward. I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) Oh, Mary, as I, I mean, excuse me, as um, Elvis? Yes. Here we go. Hmm. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Hello, okay. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I love a good job in the city. Working for a man every night and day. But never lost. Little to sleep. Think about the way things line up. Big, oh, oh. Big wheel keep on turning, turning. Big wheels keep on. <laughs> you did it! Oh my God, Jay, you did it! You exceeded all my expectations. Like if oh, I had wow. ever had a dream and wanted to see you in concert, sing "Proud Mary" at <laughs> Elvis, I, I would have felt oh. good that I bought that ticket. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Oh my! That goodness. was a new one. That was that. That was a new one for me. Wow! Oh, oh God. Wow. amazing. Okay, on to our mm. three question draw. Absolutely. Go for it, my friend. Ask me okay. anything. Oh, oh, be careful what you what you ask for. All well, right. within the three questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What cheers you up on a rough day? That's easy. That would be a hug from someone I love the most. Oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. Question number two. Mm-hmm. If there was a movie about your life, who would star me? Who would play me? That's what I'm, no, I'm joking. That's not the question. <laughs> the question, <laughs> I'm not that conceited. The question actually is, if there was a movie about your life, okay, yes. what, what would the title be? And who would play you? And of course, who would play me? And who would play me and who would play you? Yes. And what would the title of the movie okay. be? Um, if there was a movie about my life, it would mm-hmm. probably be titled My Life, Wanna Trade. <laughs> um, <laughs> wanna Trade. 
And who would play me? Um, probably like Charlize Theron or Ooh, okay. Ashley Judd. I'd probably go with Charlize Theron. Probably do a Charlize. Yeah. Yeah. Two good, yeah. nice choices. All right. Yeah, I'd get up in my Charlize joint. Um, right. Who would play you? I right. would say I'm going to. I'm going to do a Denzel Washington on this one, bro. Oh, I ain't mad at Denzel. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to bust out a Denzel on that one. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I, you. Not you. Like you. Yeah. You. 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 Got it. That's the best Denzel I got. <laughs> 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 Number three, what is your biggest pet peeve that really isn't a big deal? Um, oh, there's so many, <laughs> no, I'm j- joking. Um, <laughs> what is a pet peeve that? So, so, so for me, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people, like I hate the sound of chewing, right? But in the real world, like it's, it's no big deal, but the sound of okay. chewing, I literally okay. imagine killing people. That okay. is me. I got, I got you. I got you. The biggest pet peeve for me mm-hmm. <laughs> is when people add s's to everything (laughs) hey why you joking on people that slur that's messed up yo it's really not a big deal but every time i hear every wears or or you know things like that i'm like oh wow yo i like fight the urge to like i'm like yeah yo you better not go to the south that's true do not visit the south america or the east wow oh yes definitely right okay so um three questions for you my friend yep if you were to die no i'm just joking um if you were if you were how would you feel if you were reincarnated as an animal what animal would you be and i feel like i know your answer on this one but you might shock me oh i've never really thought about it actually you know what i'm a i'm a still a friend of mine's answer because she said this once and i couldn't believe it but then her Mm -hmm. reasoning behind it i was like you know what okay i can see that Mm -hmm. so if i had to come back as any animal i would come back as a skunk a skunk a skunk i would um and mostly because most animals don't mess with skunks they really don't very true but do, well, right. would you still make friends though of course other okay. skunks yeah. mm-hmm. okay i got you <clears throat> that shocked me i thought you were gonna say turtle my friend i was at first but then i thought about it and i was like you know what i think yeah. i would have to because i don't know if i'd want to come back as a <laughs> turtle per se mm-hmm. i don't know I think skunk is my answer. Turtle, strong number two. Okay, strong number two. Turtle, golden yeah. strong at two. Okay. If skunk was taken, mm-hmm. I would choose skunk. I was, yeah, skunk was taken, I would choose turtle. Okay. If you had to sleep in a pool for one year, would you rather sleep in a pool of jello or a pool of pasta? Hmm. Does either item get changed out throughout the year or just we just stuck with that the whole year? You see, now you're getting technical on me, Jay, and this is not what this is about. This is not, this three question is a hey, question and answer. This, not- this, is, this is all a part of the process of me to make my decision. 
<laughs> I'm like, an overthinker and I got to think this out. <laughs> okay. So uh, a year in Jello or a year in pasta. I, I think I would do a year in pasta just because I know that Jello is made from animal bones and I don't do that. So I hear a you year now. in pasta. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Final question of the three question draw. <clears throat> if you were given $10,000, what stock would you buy? Ooh, $10,000. Wow, $10,000. Okay, mm. I would buy, oh. Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, so I would have to buy, I would buy uh, waste management. I would buy, by waste management. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You sneaky little cheeky monkey. Yes. You, yes. This head is not yes. just a coat rack, my head, hat rack, my friend. Oh yes. my goodness. It, you would always, garbage will never end. Exactly. So, a, a lot of people out there, if you don't know what waste management is, if you invest in stocks, you actually can invest in the company, Waste Management, who is usually the company that comes by and picks up all the trash in whatever neighborhood. But as Jenny is saying, they are always in need because everybody's going to get their garbage picked up regardless. So it's a yes, stock sir. that don't get wrong. Like every other stock, it goes up and down. It's not the most riskiest stock, but you are always going to get your money's worth and then some because it never goes down because it's always going to be needed. It's not going anywhere. So smart, Jay. So smart. So. And here, like here, I thought I'd be a Beyonce and go all in on Apple. Waste management is the way to go. Oh my gosh. Yep. Well, I only say that because I mm -hmm. many people have told me I look like Beyonce. I'm just, I know it's hard. You have to look yeah. really closely. Um, <clears throat> but I'm just, so that's why I just would pick it. You can see it from the hair up. I can see it. Yeah, from the hair up. Yeah. 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 Got that same, you got that same fierce spirit though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, you have a tip of the day, my friend. I do, I do. What is it? Let's 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 hear it. Let's so as we're as we're saying in the beginning of the show, mm -hmm. um, uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day, and I felt some kind of way because I have a lot of single friends, and I wanted to make sure that <laughs> pet peeve number two. <laughs> Don't forget, I love you still. Just pet peeve, just saying. Valentine. Okay, carry on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Diddy has gotten on me about that before because my country draw and my country grammar always tends to come out when I say certain words, <laughs> regardless of how educated I get. Or as my grandma, or or as my grandma would say, educated. Educated. I, <laughs> I learned some stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so. I want to make sure that I help everyone out there who is feeling particularly alone. Mm -hmm. If you feel alone, just go ahead and watch a good horror movie because after you finish it, I guarantee you won't feel alone anymore. That is my crazy tip. <laughs> what? You watch a horror movie, you won't feel, if it's good enough, you won't feel alone. Might not be the way you want, but you won't feel alone anymore, I promise you. 
Um, but but <laughs> but if I I I maybe <laughs> I'm sorry maybe I'm missing something. I'm failing to see the tip. <laughs> Wait, but say what? <laughs> What's the tip in that? The tip in that? How would I? How would I not feel alone if I watched a horror movie? Because, like, when you watch a really good horror movie, it's going to make you feel creeped out, and it's going to make you feel like there are people in the house, apartment, the room with you. So you won't feel alone anymore. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. But like, if you watch a scary movie, you'd hold on to the person next to you, but... No, no, no. no, Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, But but I understand. I understand. That's a little bit confusing. So if that doesn't work, here's my bonus tip. tip If 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 you feel alone. Yeah. Fill a glove, a rubber glove with hot water and hold it in your hands. And then you won't, you'll feel like another person and you won't feel alone. Oh, Those are my tips. So, Jay, you know. that's so oh. odd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those are my tips <laughs> to no, help people not feel alone. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, three question draw yeah. and our tip of the day. I do want to, I, I know we were talking about uh, kids and Britney Spears earlier on and child actors and right. and I have mm-hmm. this book and I just want to make a quick mention it's an older book but I, I read it you know quite some time ago probably in my 20s um, but it's an excellent book for strategies on um, anyone who's brought up a child or parents or caregivers mm-hmm. it's called Kids Are Worth It it's by Barbara mm-hmm. Col- Coloroso um, okay. I just wanted to I just wanted to mention that because it's a really good book. It has some really good strategies on how to raise kids that are independent, think for themselves, but also how to um, make sure that you have some sort of influence over their decisions and guiding them to make the right decisions, but having them feel like they're making the right decisions on their own. So it's mm-hmm. you know a combination of you know being a parent but also allowing them freedom. And anyways, it's a good book. It's called Kids Are Worth It. It's by Barbara Coloroso. And um, yeah, pick it up. It's available. Like yeah, I'll definitely take a peek that add it to my queue of books that I'm going to read. So yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a fabulous show, Jay. Uh, we talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. We, we had some laughs. We had some yeah. controversy, as they say. Um, <laughs> controversy. <laughs> controversy. Controversy. Um, <laughs> we've discovered that you can fill it in the singing department what i know i know sorry we haven't got a chance to talk about covid we'll touch on that next week Mm. i want to remind everybody to subscribe like comment invite your friends because we have a lot of fun here on wake up with jenny and jay oh yeah and look forward to our um wednesday funnies our parody on wednesday which is on wednesday let me say it again on wednesday That's Wednesday, people. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. It's the day after Tuesday before, slightly before Thursday. Um, and make sure you listen to us. Watch us on YouTube and listen to us on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Anything else you want to say, Jay, before we close out? I know uh, we didn't get a chance to touch on COVID. We'll do that next time. But anything else you want to say before we say? Yeah, and- no, no time for COVID this week. Mm-hmm. But I just want to tell everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, as Jenny is saying. And we'll see you guys next week or excuse me wednesday 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 Wednesday. yes all right see you later my friend (laughs) bye see ya